The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, good morning, everyone on the West Coast, and good afternoon, everyone on the East Coast. I am Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And this is a program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and how to make your dreams come true. That's what I've been doing for 25 years, uh, eight years on Voice America and on other stations as well. And today we're talking about um, personality and self-discovery and is there a way to really understand our personality? Are there tests? Are there certain things that we can use, tools? And I have with me today a guest, a guest expert. My guest is Dr. David Daniels, who's a clinical professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Stanford Medical School. He's the co-author of The Essential Enneagram with Virginia Price. He also co-developed the Outstanding Series videos, Enneagram, Nine Paths to a Productive Fulfilling Life. And he's been in practice for more than three decades and has taught this system at Stanford University and internationally for 15 years. Welcome, Dr. David Daniels. Thank you. Did I pronounce that word correctly? Enneagram, that's right. I did. Okay, Enneagram. Explain for our listeners what an Enneagram is. Yes, I mean, it sounds mysterious, but uh, Ennea or Ennea is simply Greek for nine. And so if the Pentagon had had nine sides instead of five sides, everybody in America would know what an Enneagon or Enneagram is. And it defines nine fundamental personality styles that define, you know, what we feel, what we think what we sense and actually how we behave. So it's a pattern. The brain is a pattern machine, and so we all have a pattern. Who developed this originally? Well, it comes out of a very long history. It was clearly back with the, the Desert Fathers and the Christian tradition in the, in the A.D. 400s, 500s, 400s in there, and uh, even earlier. So there's a, a history goes back, I think, as far as people could be self-observant and really worked at self-observing in some kind of contemplative tradition, they could see the different patterns, you know, through self-observation. Now, the name of the book is The Essential Enneagram, The Definitive Personality Test and Self-Discovery Guide. What does this, how does this help us? If we take this test and we find out what a personality type is, David, how does this help us? Right. Well, first of all, it's just really useful to understand your own pattern of life. All nine patterns are adaptive strategies that we acquired partially through our genetics and partially through our very early environment Mm -hmm. as ways to make a satisfactory life and meet the three basic needs for the sense of worth, uh, love, and for security in the world. So when you get to understand your own particular pattern, you can understand what's useful about it and what's not useful, and also 
discovered the particular path of growth or development for yourself. All right. And what's interesting in the book, which I read, it's a small little book. It's revised and updated, so it's very easy. There are nine descriptions of personality. And what you need to do as a reader and as a listener is you need to go through these nine descriptions and pick the top three that most describe you. And I I found it um, challenging because some of them are similar, and there would be like three-quarters of one that would really be similar to me, and then I read another one, and that sounded similar. So they weren't that clear-cut for me to say, yes, that was it. Exactly. Well, the Enneagram's a dynamic system. We're not just one particular type. We have one type that's our basic adaptive strategy, our core type, but there's other connections in the Enneagram, other relationships. And so, and secondly, it's a self-discovery process. We have to discover from the inside out what our pattern is and, and see what our fundamental motivations are underneath things. Most typologies relate to external behaviors, and like you were saying, uh, there's too many common external behaviors for people. We really need to know what's going on inside. Most personality typologies have not had much predictive value, but the Enneagram does, has enormous predictive value. And, and when you say it has predictive value, what do you mean? About how it will behave, how it will react, what it gets us upset, what our strengths are, what our blessings are, what's challenging for us, what mm-hmm. makes us challenging for others. All right, I'd like to tell people, if you'd like to call us, we have an expert on the essential Enneagram. We're talking about Enneagrams today with Dr. David Daniels, M.D., and he's a clinical professor of psychiatry at Stanford University Medical School and a leader developer of the Enneagram. And you can give us a call at uh, 866-472-5787. Okay, if you're listening live, and the show will also be archived on voiceamerica.com. All right, Dr. Daniels, let's talk about what these nine personality types are. Um, let's talk about them. Right. I'd, I'd love to. It's a little hard to get it all in one uh, small segment like yes, this. Yes, it is. We'll do a little overview. Okay, good. First of all, the, the Enneagram recognizes that there are three fundamental intelligences, an intelligence of the body, which tells us about what's our position in life, where do we You know, where do we belong? What's right? What's wrong? Are we valued? It's about worth and about our vital instincts. Uh, The second is uh, in the uh, heart center of intelligence. It's all about our emotions, connection, how we feel love, how we stay connected, how we relate to other people, very core. And the third is the mental center, which tells us how to figure out life, how to understand things, how to find safety and, and a sense of security in the world through what we can learn and understand about the world. So just starting out with the, with the body types, the ones that lead with the body center of intelligence, remember we have all three of these. There's a perfectionist, and the perfectionist believes, well, in order to get these three basic needs met, you've got to be right, you've got to be correct, you've got to improve things. And so, you know, you just don't want to be intrinsically or utterly wrong because, you know, your whole self-esteem, your whole survival strategy would, would go awry. All right, so they're, they're based on three elements then is what you just said. Yes, yes, they're based upon the three, the three core centers of intelligence. By the way, these are closely related to the three basic aversive emotions in all mammals. I don't want to make this sound like too much, 
but all mammals have anger when they don't get what they want, when they don't feel worthy, so to speak. Mm -hmm. All mammals have a kind of sense of panic or distress when they're not connected, and so do human beings when they're not loved. And all animals have fear when something's dangerous or hazard, when you don't have the world secure. So the Enneagram has a lot of validity because it follows, you know, all of mammals have, a, have these very similar aversive emotions that you don't want to feel. So how would you use this? And we'll talk about the nine types, but how would you use this if you had an issue? Let's say you were out of a job or you were going through a struggle in a relationship or you were in the wrong relationship or you were having a health challenge. Could this help you and how? Oh, absolutely it could help you. Let's just take the example I started with, the perfe- what we call type 1, the perfectionist. You can be very uh, uh, very astute, very responsible, very caring, but also very judgmental. Mm. So you could be in a relationship and your partner feels judged and that they always have to improve themselves and make themselves better and that there's kind of one right way to be with this person. Now, if the, if the other person is a considerably different type, it may, you know, respond... Uh, with this as a stress response and not understand that the, the one, the perfectionist, is just trying to make life better, trying to improve it. Mm-hmm. And often they try to improve the people they care about the most because they don't want to be delinquent. Mm-hmm. So if, if the other person happened to be uh, a, a, a two or a giver, for example, the giver could feel, my gosh, I'm trying to give all I can. I'm, I'm, that's what the life is all about in order to connect and to fulfill other people's needs. And then if they feel they aren't or they aren't appreciated, they'll get reactive. And the one will get reactive if the, if the giver isn't doing what he, he or she thinks is the right way to do things. So you wonder if a perfectionist, and if that's the other question is, do you start to look at um, couples or how people blend? So if, you, if a given, giver is with a perfectionist, couldn't that be frustrating for the giver? Well, it could be very frustrating. Look at all I do. Look at all I do for you and other people, and you're never quite satisfied with it. You yeah. seem to be. Are there certain good combinations and not good combinations? No, I think the really important thing in relationship, and you can tell me what you feel about this, is that the person you're with cares about your well-being and their own well-being. That they have some kindness in their heart and care. That they're they're interested in becoming a more whole human being. You know, can be receptive and listen. Then you just use the differences of type to figure out how to make the relationship work. Very important. So what you're saying is, you know, if you don't have that that sort of core essence, if the person really doesn't care or they're not a nice person and they're not really there for you, then that's essential before you even do this. Yes. I mean, if you're just completely hooked on to your particular pattern, you're on automatic. You're just responding from this, this pattern that you don't even observe or notice. You just think that's the nature of reality. So when we really wake up uh, and see this, you know, get on the path of development, it can make a huge difference. All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, Dr. David Daniels is going to tell us about the different personality types. We started talking about them now, but they're, they're really very interesting. And he will explain perfectionist, giver, performer, romantic, observer, loyal skeptic, epicure, protector, and mediator, and we have different combinations in our personality, and uh, he will talk about this. My guest today is Dr. David Daniels, MD. His book he has co-authored is The Essential Enneagram, which is revised and updated, and it's the definitive personality test and self-discovery guide. Dr. Daniels is a clinical professor of psychiatry at Stanford University Medical School, and is a leading developer of the Enneagram, and his co-author, Virginia Price, 
was a psychologist with a private practice in Palo Alto, and she passed in 2005. She wrote Type A Behavior Pattern, a book widely regarded as a landmark in its field. So you can log on to um, Dr. Daniel, oh, here we go, EnneagramWorldwide.com, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M Worldwide.com. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. We're here on VoiceAmerica.com. We're here every week on Mondays between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and between 11 and noon a.m. Pacific. This is my eighth year on Voice America. I have two other radio shows, and my mission is really to show people how to turn their obstacles into opportunities and their problems into solutions, and I've been doing it for a long time. And my symbol is the bumblebee, and I pollinate through the airwaves and as a catalyst draw out the nectar from the guests and poof, I'll pollinate, and that's really what we need. We need more of this. The great guest on today, we're talking about personality and how really understanding your personality from its depths will really help you. We have a great tool and a great guest. My guest is Dr. David Daniels, and his book is The Essential Enneagram. And the co-title or the the subtitle is The Definitive Personality Test and Self-Discovery Guide. Dr. David Daniels, MD, is a clinical professor of psychiatry at Stanford Medical School and is a leading developer of the Enneagram. 
and Virginia Price, who has passed on, uh, was the co-author, and she was a psychologist with a private practice. She wrote Type A Behavior Pattern, which is a book widely regarded as a landmark in its field. And uh, for centuries, there's been a, a century-old psychological system with roots in sacred tradition, and the Enneagram can be an invaluable guide in our journey towards self-understanding and self-development. Welcome back, Dr. Daniels. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about these different types. Now, we talked about the perfectionist and the giver. Let's talk about some of the other types. Right. Well, let me just pick I'm going to just pick up with the other two types that lead with the, with the kind of belly-body center of intelligence. Okay. The other centers, of course. One we call the protector. It's type 8. And it's like you believe that you've got to be strong and powerful in a hard, hard and tough world and not be intrinsically and utterly powerless. You know, you get all reactive if you're an eight and you think you're going to be powerless. And if the eight is, uh, they seek justice, and they're direct, and they're strong, and they're action-oriented. There's a lot of eight leaders, but they can be sometimes over-impactful and a bit excessive and sometimes impulsive and, you know, over-intrude on other people. Then the nine, or the mediator, it's about how you get along in the world. It's a kind of go-along and get-along strategy. You feel like you've got to blend in, that you're not important, or you just have to blend in in order to get love and value and security. So consequently, they, they, they seek harmony and comfort, and they're steady, and they don't like conflict at all. That sounds like the giver, though, also. Very close to the giver. They're extremely close. But the giver, and we'll get, we were just talking about a little bit, the giver goes out into the world, it's active, it pursues, it has a kind of inner sense of indispensability and even a pride, and it focuses outward and it goes out and fulfills other people's needs. Whereas the mediator just sort of waits back more and it gets called upon. Mm. Both can be very pleasing and very giving types. But the mediator is more just, just uh, slower paced and... Which types are most action-oriented, you know, who make things happen? Well, the most action-oriented type is probably eight, which I was just uh, mentioning. But also, uh, we're going to get to it, I'll do it right now, type three, the performer or, or motivator. It's like, well, you're going to get your love and your approval and, and, and your sense of worth from what you do and how you succeed. So you just focus on tasks, and boy, you, you know, if you were intrinsically or utterly unable to do or accomplish, you know, you'd be like a nothing. That'll get you really reactive if you feel threatened in that way. But it can be an active energy that focuses outward, gets things done, focuses on tasks, co you know, is, uh, doing all sorts of things at the same time. It's really, really focused and active and out there. So let's talk about the performer and then the romantic. Definitely want to hear about the romantic. Well, that's the, that's the performer right there. It's, it's like and you need to work on, you know, being able to pace down. It's got a fast pace. Go get it, get it done. It gets mm-hmm. that if, if people are obstacles to getting goals done, and sometimes they push their feelings aside in, because they don't want anything to interfere with them getting things done. And the romantic, it's another one. This is the heart types now, types two, the giver, types three, the performer, types four, the romantic. It believes that in order to really get loved, you have to be the ultimate ideal. You have to be special, even unique. And if you were, in order not to be deficient, if you felt utterly deficient, you'd get all reactive. It, uh, it, it reaches out. It's very compassionate, very empathetic, uh, very accepting of feelings, but sometimes it can be a little too much, too much feeling. It sounds like they could be very self-absorbed. Yeah, they can get self-absorbed at times. That's on the downside, be a little overly dramatic. 
and, and sometimes moody, but again, very authentic, deep feeling, empathetic. Or, or is there one type, um, Dr. Daniels, that's more balanced than others? Is there like the one that everybody would like to be because it's most balanced, or is, there, is that not so? I don't think any type is any more balanced or less than any other. All the data points to no one type structure is any better or worse than any other. They just all have their strengths and their particular challenges. Yeah, and when you and, and in the book when you're instructed to do the test, you're not instructed just to look at the one that sounds most like you. You're instructed to look at the top three. So yeah. that looks at the combination of different traits. Yes, there's different different ways of of combining and also uh, no psychological, psychometric test can can tell you exactly what you are. All they can give you is a probability. And so that's what our test does. And, and when you look at the top three, you will, will find your type in the vast, vast majority of the instances. Okay, what about um, number five, the observer? Okay, moving to the, the three types now that lead with the mental center. The type five is the observer, and it's a type that, that's concerned about getting depleted, and it believes that, you know, therefore you've got to become self-sufficient, independent, gain a lot of knowledge in the world, and kind of detach from feelings because you don't want people to come in and drain you with too much feelings. And the avoidance, you know, the deepest avoidance is, you know, you don't want to be, you know, utterly depleted of your energy, and you'll get reactive if people seem to make too many claims upon you. Five, you know, this is about development. Can you just speak a little louder? I'm having a little Yeah, this is about you. development, too. The, the five, uh, all the types have a key path for development, and for the five, it's like, well, you, come, you, you need to come to better connect in the world, stay more engaged, not to just withdraw or withhold yourself. And the fear is that if you stay engaged, that you'll get drained by other people, which is just not going to happen. Well, moving to type six, the loyal skeptic, that's my type. It's a type that uh, came to believe that you really can't trust in the world, and so it's a hazardous place and unpredictable, and so you come to uh, be a trustworthy person yourself and inquisitive and good friends to others. But you can be doubt doubting, too, because you have to question things a lot. So uh, one of the things for the sixes, then, is isn't it's necessary to... to uh, Pay more attention to all the positives in the world and uh, become your own authority and get better, get, develop greater trust. The worst fear for the, for the loyal skeptic is imagine being helpless and dependent in a world that you can't count on or you believe you can't count on. Mm -hmm. And the seven, just to finish up the last, I think we've covered them all after the seven. Yeah, it's interesting about the skeptic because I wouldn't have guessed that with you, but the, the question then is that you have to work on not being skeptical, is that correct? Exactly, you have to yeah. work on having more faith and trust. Well, I've been working on stuff for a good number of years, so it's not so manifest to me as it was many years ago. Hmm. But it still can come up. Self-doubt can come up, and and uh, questioning other people and their intentions it can still come up. Yeah. Let's talk about the Epicure. That was one of mine. Yes, well, the Epicure, the seven, is... Uh, feels, well, you can get your security by just keeping life up and positive and flowing. Mm. You know, you don't want to be utterly limited. You know, if you're limited, you might just sink down into suffering. So it's really positive. It wants to keep things up. It's pleasure-seeking. It's possibility-oriented. It's upbeat and optimistic. But, you know, on the downside, it can be pain-avoidant and sometimes uncommitted and even self-serving and not being really present for like if it's not fun others. i don't want to do it yeah i don't want to go i don't want to go down into all that feeling yeah 
Interesting. And number eight, the protector. Number eight, the protector. This is the really uh, strong and powerful type that, that wants to get its self-worth and regard in this tough world, as I was saying, you know, through impacting other people and through a sense of truth and justice and, 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 and moving forward and ahead with a big, big energy. And the downside of that is that sometimes the intensity that can be too much for others. It can be too impulsive and, and uh, too impactful on others. Yeah. And then the, the media... And then and being too possessive and too controlling. Exactly, exactly that. And not that that's that intention, but it's just that big energy and your sense of, you know, my way is the best way uh, can be overly impactful and overly uh, controlling on others. Mm-hmm. Right, the mediator is the is the ninth. The ninth one, and that's the the type that feels that to gain your place in the world, you have to blend into it, go along and get along, and then you'll be loved and valued and secure. And so they can be very harmony seeking and and comfortable and steady and giving, you know, when called upon. But they can also be too conflict avoidant and even get stubborn at times. And that's the way they show that they don't like things. So well, I would think the mediator can always see both sides and more than one side of the issue. Oh, my gosh, that's one of their great talents. They, they focus outwardly on other people. Kind so of what's the, then what's the, not the talent, the opposite of that? Well, the, the, the challenge for the mediator is to speak up for themselves, to come forward into life and to uh, come, become more uh, aware of their own priorities and their own values. Because so much focus goes out to other people and, and as a way of getting along. And seeing so many sides that you're not sure what's your own side. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, very interesting. All right, and people use this. Um, when people take this test, is this something people do uh, just kind of help them? Is this used in evaluations? How is the Enneagram used? What are the applications well, the best applications for the Enneagram are in any kind of relationship. So it can be in the work, and remember, it's very fundamental because it's based upon the way our attention gets organized, our patterns of attention, and the particular emotional uh, style of the, of the person. It's so fundamental that it underlies everything. It can be in every race, every culture, every religion, every nationality. I mean, it's there all over the world. I've taught in very diverse cultures, and the Enneagram is always there. So it comes in any place where our lives are connected to others. International and universal is what you're saying. Yes, international and universal. When I was in Brazil. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Dr. David Daniels, and his book that he co-authored is The Essential Enneagram the Definitive Personality Test and Self-Discovery Guide. Dr. David Daniels is a clinical professor of psychiatry at Stanford University Medical School and is a leading developer of the Enneagram. And his co-author, who has passed on, Dr. Virginia Price, was a psychologist in private practice in Palo Alto, and she wrote Type A Behavior Pattern, a book that is widely regarded as a landmark in its field. And you can log on to... EnneagramWorldwide.com. That's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M Worldwide.com. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to talk more to Dr. David Daniels about the Enneagram and about our personality. So stay tuned. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. We're here on VoiceAmerica.com. You can call us at 866-472-5788 or actually 5787. And uh, we'd certainly love to hear from you if you're listening today, which is the 9th of November uh, 2009, between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and between 11 and noon a.m. Pacific. My guest is Dr. David Daniels, and his book is The Essential Enneagram, The Definitive Personality Test and Self-Discovery Guide. We're looking at how understanding our personality through the century-old, centuries-old psychological system, roots in sacred tradition, how this can help us in our journey toward self-understanding and self-development. David Daniels, MD, is a clinical professor of psychiatry at Stanford University Medical School and is a leading developer of the Enneagram. Welcome back, David. Thank you. Let's talk about, I want to talk about three main issues that we, we, we are exposed to in our life. These are the three top ones. When I say challenges, I think of three main areas. And just how we use the Enneagram in general to help us. One, the first one is our health, if we have health challenges. Second is if we have relationship challenges in our close relationships. And third is if we have financial and money challenges. So how would you, um, how would you use this in a general sense to help us if we had one of those issues in our lives? Well, we all have relationship issues of some kind. And the, just to start out again with, uh, the, the giver type, uh, type two, the relationship challenges come around giving so much to others and not paying enough attention to your own needs through the process of repression that there can be uh, a big neediness come up inside of you or there can be uh, difficulties with your health because you haven't paid enough attention to your health. You've been paying attention to everybody else's health. Mm-hmm. And you can have, uh, you need to come back and, and uh Pay more attention to your own needs as you do, as you work with your self observation, and and that way focus better on what's healthy for you as well as what's good for other people. 
and what you need in the relationship because the natural relationship is give, natural receiving, giving into receiving just naturally, not just giving, giving, giving. And the twos need to wake up uh, in a, to appreciating how much it and how important it is to receive as well as to give. So as to money issues, the two can get again. This is one that has not, or the giver that has not done personal development work, will just go along with other people. Their addiction is to other people, and if, if there can be financial things, they won't be paying attention to their own financial needs. If they're with somebody or people that that do pay attention to it, they'll be okay. But if they are with people that don't, they will probably be really suffering from, you know, inadequate, uh, you know, resources. So that's we Enneagram helps us understand how we can deal with it and how we can deal with it better. Exactly, exactly, and and how we can get on the path of development to become more whole human beings. When I took the test, I found I was a giver first, second an epicure, and third a protector. Right, right, and the and the giver which we've just been talking about, you can see if some of that is fit for you in your life, especially before you did any personal development. But the eight is a connected type to the to remember it's a dynamic system. You're not just one thing, and it's a very assertive type that moves out forwardly, and it can be overly impactful and overly my way or the highway at certain times. But it's also a great leader, a great moving forward, big energy, care about social issues and social justice. Mm. Uh, in relationship, you can really take care of others, be extremely generous. Uh, and they can be, as I mentioned, overly impactful and uh, squash other people, not even knowing they're squashing them. Mm-hmm. As to health issues, uh, if you're primarily or your core type is protector, you don't pay much attention to your health. You just go out there and go and go and go until you kind of go over like a tree. Mm-hmm. So eights or protectors often have health issues around just not paying enough attention. I can do anything. I can accomplish anything. Interesting. Now, the giver, I would imagine, does pay attention to their health. Well, the giver does. They they pay attention to their health uh, when they wake up because in its natural form, it's so focused out on other people and their wants and wishes and needs and desires. They're not paying enough attention to their health. Mm. After they've begun development, all of the types, of course, can do a better job of that. So the protector in its all-or-nothing kind of style just doesn't pay much attention to health. As to money, it can be very focused on money as, a, as what's important and can be affluent and deal with it. They will usually deal with stresses around money when things are really desperate, for example. They'll go out and find some way to uh, connect and to take care of finances. So there's two examples in the, in the three areas of relationship of, of and money. And that's for the giver type. Right. So uh, we could do, and, and you could do my type, you know, uh, the issues in, in relationship as a loyal skeptic are, are you too doubtful of the other people? Are you too questioning of them? Are you even, you know, challenging of them or doubting them? Uh, in, in the strength of the of, in relationship for the uh, loyal skeptic is to be very loyal, to be pretty steady with other people, to to care a lot about other people's well-being because you want the world to be a safer place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can, as I said, be way too much in, in uh, challenging people or, or doubting people. 
as to money, loyal skeptics will pay attention to money because they're uh, they're easily doubtful and get insecure. So they can be very cautious with money uh, often and be wanting to be more secure than they need to be. When it comes to health issues, again, the loyal skeptic will pay attention there because they're doubtful about you know, their own well-being. So they often will pay attention to the health issues too, but they can also magnify the health issues. It can be a little one and they get it magnified because they see the worst case that can happen. How do you use this, David, in relationship, um, you know, spouses or significant others? How would you, how would you use this and how could you use this to help you if you had relationship issues? Well, I think it's, you know, really important. We've been teaching, I'll just do this briefly, what we call the universal growth process for self-mastery. And the first thing is to be able to become more aware, more receptive, more uh, able to hear other people, no matter what your type is. And the second thing is to be more uh, accepting. So that's the second A, awareness and acceptance. And acceptance means being as non-judgmental as you can. And then the action step is the third A, and that's where you really work with your type structure. That's where you, when you can really observe in a non-judgmental way, then you can see that structure and what you need to do to, to have a more whole and complete life and what you need to, how you become less challenging to others and more, more understanding. And then the fourth A, which we call uh, adherence, simply means no matter what you're doing, you need to have a commitment to the process, to improvement, to making a difference. Practice re- is always required. So in relationship, it just makes a huge difference because if I'm more trusting as a six, if I more, have more faith in myself, if I reclaim my own authority, if I don't magnify the things that can go wrong, I, I'm going to be a lot easier person to live with. And if I can really see the good and the positive in the other people in my own deep re- relationship with my sweetheart, I mean, I've come to really see all the positives that are there rather than seeing the little bit of negative that was there. Mm-hmm. So it's, well, it's true no matter what the relationship combination is, there's always strengths that we bring to it and there's always challenges we bring to it. We want to increase... So it gives us a better understanding, basically. Tell us about some of the workshops that you teach and some of the outreach worldwide for this, well, for the Enneagram. Right. Well, we have... Uh, you can see this on EnneagramWorldwide.com. We have a school, and we do trainings. We teach treat teachers uh, from all over the world. We have affiliates, associates in, in many countries. We have trainings and lots of workshops. I do a workshop on the Enneagram's gift of vital relationships. It's really powerful. I do workshops on love and will. I do workshops on forgiveness, loss and forgiveness. It's huge. Uh, anger and forgiveness is another one, on and on, because it affects every single area of life. In fact, this coming weekend I'll be in Chicago with a colleague teaching the Enneagram's gift to resolving conflict collaboratively and cooperatively. So it it can apply to any content area. What's nice about it, too, is there's, um, it's non-judgmental in a lot of ways because, as you said, as you describe each type, you look at what the positives are, and then, but you do look at the other side. But it's, it's all good. It's not, uh, it's not judgmental. That's right. When you understand the other person, they're just doing the best they can, 
doesn't mean acceptance or non-judgment doesn't mean you agree with everything or capitulate or just go along, but it makes you, gives you a lot more freedom to appreciate the other person, to understand them, and to work with them as well as yourself. Very good. All right, let's, um, we have a, a couple minutes left, so let's just look again, um, again at these descriptions or at these types. So the, the Enneagram is, is a system of looking at our personality, and if you're interested, folks, go to EnneagramWorldwide.com, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. There are nine of them. And in the book, there are outlines for optimal learning, and there are practices, specific practices for each type, perfectionist, giver, performer, romantic, observer, loyal, skeptic, epicure, protector, and mediator. It explains exercises and what the characteristics are, and it can, can be very, very helpful. Um, how, when you, when you teach this, Dr. Daniels, do you teach this to medical students who then use it in their practices, or is it more for self-help? We, we teach it in, in uh, business organizations, in uh, hospitals, Stanford hospitals using it in their, with their, their staff. Uh, any working team in any kind of setting or organization in relationships. Uh, okay. Certainly medical students, lawyers, all the rest of the professional people that really need to know that are in leadership and need to know their impact on others can mm-hmm. really benefit from the Enneagram. All right. My guest has been Dr. David Daniels, MD, clinical professor of psychiatry at Stanford University Medical School, who's a leading developer of the Enneagram and his co-author was a psychologist. She passed in 2005 with a private practice in Palo Alto, and she wrote Type A Behavior Pattern, a book widely regarded as a landmark in its field. And again, uh, the book is The Essential Enneagram, The Definitive Personality Test, and self-discovery guide, you can log on to EnneagramWorldwide.com, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Worldwide.com. Um, thank you, Dr. Daniel, so right. much for being on the program. Right. I might just say that the little book is short and comprehensive. It's only a little over 100 pages, and it's inexpensive. We wanted to make a book that could really be available to anybody. Right, and they can put it right in their bag. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a great book. Thank you so much. Stay on the line. Thank you. My guest again has been Dr. David Daniels. Remember, folks, um, positive Patricia Raskin Positive Living is on Voice America Mondays between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and 11 and noon Pacific. As I always say at the end of each program, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. Until next Monday, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great Monday and a great week. Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 